0: hey what's going on everybody welcome to episode number 74 of the audible farm podcast this week's episode is brought to you by couchtown coffee go to www.couchtowncoffee.com find a coffee you like and you can save yourself 20 percent by entering the code word jazz this week's code word is jazz. Why is it jazz? Well, I'm sitting down with uh, one of my buddies who likes to play jazz. And that's not all he likes to play lately. He's been playing, um, you know, it's kind of like rock and roll stuff and country stuff and things like that. So he's been playing a lot of stuff lately in a handful of different bands, uh, doing jam nights and things like that. He just stays busy all the time doing stuff. Alejandro Trevino is sitting down with me this week, and we are talking all about music uh you know tank anthony band is something he's been doing a lot lately they've been pretty busy and they've got big plans planned so uh otherwise it's whiskey shakes jam nights and uh anything else he can fill his time with musically he's a very busy guy so i'm glad i got uh you know, I have, he afforded me the opportunity to be able to sit down with him and talk to him, you know, not that he's uh, untouchable, but he's busy. So I I said, hey, can you uh, make, make one work this week? And yeah, yeah, definitely. So we got it all worked out. We did it. I am so happy to be able to sit down once again with Alejandro Trevino. Um, if you guys want to hear some of the basics about Alejandro, like how he got started and stuff like that, that's all back in the uh, prior episode that I did with him. Let me see here if I can scroll back far enough in time to uh, pull that one out. Let's see how far back it would go. It was a while ago. It was one of the first maybe like 20 or 30 that I ended up doing. I never, I didn't actually know Alejandro when I first did a podcast with him, but it was pretty fun to be able to sit down and talk with him. and and figure out who he was and and what he was all about. So, um, well, I'm not seeing it right here offhand so I'll tell you what if you guys want to uh, scroll back and look at it oh there it is episode 37 that was uh that was how far back I did with him so uh, check that one out that's a good episode too if you want to get some of his background otherwise this one we're just kind of sitting down hem- hawing about music and talking about uh, the stuff we see in the scenes what influences us you know what you know what genres we've lived through and, and things like that you know and uh, it's a, this is a fun one it's just two guys comfortably sitting down talking with one another and we pretty much just recorded a nice conversation and And, uh, you know, I hope you guys have fun listening to it because I had a great time sitting down talking with him. So go check him out live sometime. He's tons of fun. He's a great guy. It's Alejandro Trevino, guys, episode number 74. It's the Audible Farm Podcast. With your host, Peter Stockdale. All right, so we're gonna let's just start it off right here. All right, I'm sitting down with Alejandro Trevino again. Yeah. It's awesome. It's good to have you back, man. Hey, thanks, buddy. Absolutely. So uh, last time you were here, we talked a little bit about some of the stuff you had going on, and even since even since then, some of the stuff has changed. I mean, you've been doing a lot a lot of work uh, as far as you know going back and forth between the Fort Dodge and Des Moines area and things like that so
1: yeah it's been uh, good I was in Des Moines last weekend played with uh the Tanky Anthony band that's the country band oh nice you played with them down in Des Moines yeah we played at a place called Miss Kitty's and Clive cool, cool. it's a cool little country bar they're all about the live country band so that's kind of neat yeah one of the few places in Des Moines that actually does that at least on the you know on Friday night mm-hmm. so it was fun we had a good time yeah I yeah. feel like even down in Des Moines there's starting to be a lot of places that
0: are getting mm-hmm. to be a little bit more open to the styles of music and
1: yeah absolutely and
0: each genre is kind of Picking their spots and
1: yep, yeah, yeah, and then Saturday was vaudeville with the whiskey shakes. that oh, was fun. Yeah, 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 dude. at America Church. America was, was there. I said, I saw him. Who else was there? I saw several cats, you know. It was fun. It was a good night.
0: Did Josh Mason make it to that show? He
1: did. Yeah, yeah Josh is there. Dude,
0: jo- Josh Mason. Yeah, yeah shout man. out Josh. He's yeah.
1: uh probably about to start the Rock Hour here soon.
0: Regional Rock Hour, though. That's uh Mason on air. Regional Rock Hour. I've yeah. talked to Mason a couple times on on the on the podcast here, and I've even you know been on his show a couple times. He's yeah, Sam. He's the man. He is the man. He's yeah. a, as far as I'm concerned. I've, I've said it before. He's like one of the inspirations for me doing this, and that's you know hats off to dude, him.
1: And he's really awesome about making it out to every show he can. He's, yes. he's so cool about that. I yeah. love the guy yeah
0: i mean he's he's always willing to make as much stuff work
1: for you as, yeah, as yeah, he yeah. can absolutely um i remember i was on a run this last fall it was like really it was getting cold and they were doing that chili cook off out at uh, the fort oh you yeah know? yeah and he had a uh, chili booth out there and uh, uh i was running and i just stopped in and said hi i'm all sweaty you know and it was just we had a great conversation out there and then later i see that he and a buddy did a uh they did a song it was uh god dang it was, uh, it was Jolene, but they uh, changed the lyrics to Chili <laughs> for the Chili Cook-Off. It was one of the funniest things I've seen in a long time. That's that was awesome. amazing. Yeah, so good work on that one,
0: Josh. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Mason's the man. He does he does so much work uh, around the community. Even with the the 92 Rock stuff, I feel like he's becoming more present as a... Uh, um like a figure like a yeah yeah you know like a just a public
1: you know yeah, I mean, dj well, type person well now they got that wednesday night at sneakers well that's tonight actually i got that i gotta run over that later and then uh so he's always hyping that up and, yep and then the regional rock hour and then just always doing something
0: yeah yeah i mean he's <laughs> always helping out all the artists that want to talk about their stuff going on I and mean, yeah you know, that's kind of a, kind of what I got going on. A here true too.
1: service to the community. Yeah, yeah. And
0: I mean, he's doing it on ter- much like
1: yourself, sir.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's got terrestrial radio. There's there's people. It's crazy because he'll mention uh, the Audible Farm podcast sometimes, and then people will. will Text me and, and Snapchat me and, and stuff and be like, dude, I heard you heard your name on the radio. He's talking about your podcast, that's you know.
1: Fantastic, yeah. It,
0: yeah, I mean he's got quite a reach with terrestrial radio, so Heck it's yeah, it's Heck pretty yeah. cool that he fits in there. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. uh you know, we're not here just to talk all about how awesome Mason is. <laughs> we're talking about how awesome how awesome it is to be you. I mean uh, I know. We were talking uh whiskey shakes last time and, mm-hmm. and last time we didn't talk anything about Tank Anthony band.
1: Yeah, that's kind of been a new thing that's developed here in the last six months and uh It's been really fun. It's taken off. Country is not really my forte. I did live in Nashville for like a year and a half or so, and it was fun. You know, I liked it a lot. Uh, It wasn't quite my style, but uh, but yeah, it's been fun to... To uh, start playing more country, and we're actually going down to Nashville here in, uh, at the end of the month, so I'm excited. Oh, for that. dude,
0: that's super cool! Yeah, yeah,
1: when things are
0: happening. Yeah, yeah, man, that's really awesome. Yep. So, so like when you play with Tank Anthony Band, you're not like busting out like jazz fusion style, like, you know? We bass actually stuff, we or? Or? do a
1: pretty wide variety. Like we do we do a lot of the modern country stuff, but we do some oldies too. We do like uh, uh, George on My Mind. We do like Superstition. Cool. You know, we do some uh, SRV and stuff. We've got, we got we got Romley in the band now, so it's just oh, like yeah. the firepower power there is is unbelievable yeah and uh dj fisher plays rhythm guitar in that and sings some songs he he sings that uh tracy chapman song um uh, give me just one, one reason oh yeah uh yeah it's fantastic he, he does a good job with that he's he's solid and then uh, we've got fernando salazar playing drums in that band oh cool yeah he's cool he's from uh gallery well he's from california uh lived in gallery for a while and now he's here in Fort dodge so. oh crazy cool yeah he's a good kid i like him a lot he's young young kid just turned 21. Oh nice. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> We've been having fun with him.
0: Dude, yeah, that's really cool having mm-hmm. like a, a younger guy in the band and
1: Dude, yeah, and he kicks some serious ass, so it's it's cool. It's, yeah, it's that's really long. cool. Yeah. yeah,
0: and I mean, I've been seeing as far as like online in the music community and, and on Facebook and in different areas like Tank Anthony band. You guys have been playing a lot of shows it seems like.
1: Yeah, it's been busy. Uh, the schedule's been filling up fast and summer's going to be even crazier. We've already got some big ones planned uh I know we're doing at least one big like house party thing in Twin Lakes, I think, and we got some I think a trip to Houston in the works and oh, stuff like that. So, yeah, things are going well. We'll yeah. see what happens. So It'll it's gonna be exciting year for us.
0: Yeah, not even not just regional stuff, but you guys. You know, yeah, you Talking yeah. about leaving the state and going to other states. What are you guys exactly. gonna be doing in uh, Nashville?
1: uh playing just a few gigs sweet yeah, kind of just seeing what's going on you know i have a bunch of friends down there so i'll be catching up with them too but cool yeah the, we have like two books solid right now i think we're working on a third so at least three nights there and then we'll that's awesome. check on back
0: yeah know. i mean out there i'm sure it's you could pick up shows every day depending oh they on have music you
1: know. yeah most of the bars you know play from you know 10 a.m in the morning till you know two o'clock in the morning yeah so yeah. yeah bands you know every four hours four hour shifts it's crazy our our first slot is 10 30 to 2 30 oh geez so, yeah that's a.m. yeah and that's no breaks you know four hours no breaks they go hard out there man it's yeah gonna, it'll yeah. be fun we'll have a good time yeah you're not playing around when you get out there that's for sure oh you're playing hard because you gotta cover four hours <laughs> that's, that's all you're doing is playing around the whole time <laughs> yeah
0: exactly oh man but yeah i mean i'm i assume it's a lot different going out there and trying to play eggs than it is you know out here um there's probably a lot more availability but i bet the, there's a lot more contrast in uh, how you have to fill up your time, like
1: we were talking about. Yeah, four hours straight. Yeah, the problem I found with the Nashville scene was you're working every night, um, three four hour gigs for not a lot of money. You know, you're, it's really tough. Like they're they're playing for basically tips out there most of the time, mm-hmm. just because you know most of the bars don't have to pay like a, a front to the band just because there's a, such a large amount of musicians there that are willing to play for free that you know they can get it figured out. So, that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, there's a few places that will pay like, you know, a, a, a bare minimum to the band and then they make tips. So, you know, it, it's not a bad deal, but you got to really hustle and it was like it's just long hours playing uh usually modern country gigs and stuff like that. Yep. And then um, you know, I just I didn't want to do that. Didn't feel like a great use of my time. You know, it was just To really get into that scene, it was a huge time commitment, and it just wasn't really my style in the first place, so I decided to not go for it.
0: Dude, yeah. I mean, I can totally see that being Mm -hmm. like a huge time commitment as far Mm -hmm. as wanting to even make any impression you know with any longevity in that scene right it's it's, i'm sure it's a lot of i mean even if you can find i'm sure there's lots of people that follow a lot of people from the nashville area um musically online and and whatnot but definitely but i mean they're posting every single day they're making videos and and all sorts of content man not
1: just music yeah i've been geeking out on there's this cat named jack pearson okay you need to look him up on he's just one of the most unbelievable guitar players i've ever seen awesome uh when i was living down there I uh, went and saw Vince Gill and the Time Jumpers. Okay, surely heard of Vince Gill, one yep. of the classic country guys, um, great guitar player, and his band, the Time Jumpers, are just fantastic. Everyone can play their butts off. And uh, Jack Pearson comes up on stage for a song, and I didn't even know who he was at the time. I this was when I was living down there, uh, and I was just on a date, and I was like, holy cow! It was just my mind was my face literally melted it was one of the most insane things look him up on YouTube he's right. the baddest motherfucker but uh yeah yeah it's just yeah there's so many good killer musicians out there it's insane there's just you know it's, it's ridiculous
0: yeah I mean it's one of the things I kind of got into when I started I'm, I'm not very active on Instagram uh, there's an Audible Farm Instagram at Audible Farm and that's mm-hmm. you know I guess where mm-hmm. I spend most of my time but uh, it never gives me the correct algorithms as to be like you might like this because it's like it thinks I'm a golfer and, and like oh, all this really? other stuff so it always gives me the the worst algorithms that anybody could possibly ever give you to listen to stuff Right, right. but every now and then I end up with a situation where I, I find something that I really like and I I don't remember the name off the top of my head but it's it it was one of the only algorithms that stuck and there's some people in nashville that are making uh videos that are kind of comically based around music they're not like doing oh really all right uh i guess i'm back uh once again (laughs) uh dead dead batteries so i might have to try and figure out a solution to that because it's happened a few times now but anyways we we're mm-hmm. talking uh nashville and instagram mm-hmm. artists and things like that but like i found some people that would do like comedic stuff like one of the first ones i saw was a video of a guy and he's like walks in he's like dude I, I, uh nam it just takes it takes so much out of you going to nam all day <laughs> long you know and the guy's like you know uh i don't care if i ever you know don't ever see or play another guitar ever again and the dude the dude when it pans out there's a dude sitting at the bed and he's just like ba-doop-boop-boop-boop-boop-boop-boop boop, 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 boop. and the other guy's like ah oh. and he's like all right fine and he gets his guitar out and he's like don't don't do they start jamming a song out but the guy just looks like unimpressed and unenthused by it all he's like i've just been dealing with guitars all day yeah. dude yeah but i mean stuff like that it's almost flight of the concords ish but not quite that you sounds know sounds
1: funny i'll have to look it up you'll have to send that to me yeah
0: if i can find it again i'll send it to you but <laughs> i i started following a few people here and there that mm-hmm. that do stuff like that i mean it's it's crazy because the people out there you think oh it's it's all modern country type stuff but
1: it's not no it's not there's some there's a, a very diverse crowd out there um there's a lot of really fun stuff going on. Yeah, I love the I love the scene. I, I mean, don't mean to knock it. Yeah,
0: I mean no, it's not a knock on at all. Because yeah. like one of the things I found out is the people that are usually like really good at one genre aren't just good at one genre.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. I
0: mean, I mean like, you're you're no different yourself. I yeah. mean honestly, but like it's one of those things where you're just like oh this guy is really good at country and like that's mm-hmm. all he can play and then he can actually shred metal. Yeah, like I like, think John Mayer, that you know? Jack
1: Pearson guy I was just talking about. I've seen videos of him with you know with Vince Gill, but then I've also seen him with like uh, Tommy Emmanuel playing jazz oh cool you know and stuff like that and uh, play, hear him play some killer blues guitar you know it's mm-hmm. just insane stuff he was with the Derek Trucks band for a while oh wow so like, he's, he's you know it's just like the variety there is insane. It's yeah. It's just awesome. You got to be it, kind of a jack-of-all-trades. It helps. Yeah. They def- all influence each other, you know? Bingo,
0: yeah. I mean, that was one of the things where you see, like, metal borrows a lot from the blues, so mm-hmm. you can kind of be
1: good at one and good at the other one a little bit, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I've been trying recently to uh, improve my classical chops. That's been, like, a whole thing. Dude. Yeah, I'm- it's a whole... I've been listening to, like, Mussorgsky and shit like that. And Dvorak. Okay. <laughs> it's, like, weird yeah. shit. You know? Yeah, dude. It's been fun, though. It's just, like... Just, you know, try and get your brain thinking a different way. And how do you go
0: about doing that? Do you, like, just uh, listen to it and play along, or do you have, like, music written out that you're trying to play Mostly I've been
1: listening, just listening to a lot of it. I've kind of just, I've got a bunch of vinyl, you know, classical records and stuff. And so I've just been trying to just get some of it down, like, start to understand, like, really listen to it and try and just get my head wrapped around it, first of all. And then maybe eventually start transcribing some of it, mm-hmm. you know, but it's, uh, there's some really awesome stuff out there. It's like, and it's just like a whole world you don't even think about half the time, you know, cause we're so, especially us as guitarists, we're so concerned with guitar music, yep. you know, most like 95% of the time I would say. And so it's, it's just like, geez, there's so much other stuff out there, <laughs> you know, it's crazy.
0: I, th- I think about that a lot where, uh, someone's just like, dude, I'm really into this, like, uh. Or whatever EDM band they had a festival there's a quarter million people there you know whatever it's, it's insane just, just, yeah and it's like these guys don't play a guitar so I don't pay them any attention yeah, but I'm, it doesn't mean that they aren't good or whatever you absolutely, know absolutely yeah. there is so much other stuff out there I mean mm-hmm. even just concurrently but if you go back in time and you start listening to some of that classical stuff you can find a lot of stuff that's s- like super cool actually you know oh, yeah, um, yeah yeah um and you know has influenced a lot of people that even play guitar mm-hmm. you know because those get those neoclassical kind of guitars. yeah you'll be
1: surprised too like you'll hear like I'll be listening to a re- like an old classical record like a Beethoven piece or something like that or uh, you know just Rachmaninoff or whatever and you'll hear a melody and you're like I've heard that melody a bazillion times and you didn't know it was from symphony number no. four you know or yep. whatever or piano concerto number no. five or whatever the hell you know and so it's like it's cool to kind of get like these crazy weird nostalgic you know memories these these melodies that are so timeless you know they've been Reused and used a million times over, and it's cool to find the origin of it sometimes. You
0: yeah, know what I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, a lot of a lot of. I mean, I want to just speak for everybody, but like I grew up, you know, uh, of course, like everybody else, kind of like watching cartoons on Saturday morning. You hear mm-hmm. like the Looney Tunes songs. You're like, man, mm-hmm. I didn't
1: realize how many of these songs are actually oh, just. Man, those Tom and Jerry uh, episodes. Yep, they had some crazy scoring there. There's one episode specifically that uh, one of them is playing a piano, uh-huh. and it's one of the most magnificent like 5 minute you know little skits of all time it's incredible. Yeah. You know, I just couldn't yeah, you should that's a fun one to watch. I kind of forgot about it till just now. But yeah, I remember seeing that a few years ago and was thinking like holy cow, this is unbelievable whoever did all of this is just you know, did fantastic.
0: The, did the piano work follow the the song perfectly. Oh,
1: perfectly oh. to like the, the you know the animation it was perfectly it was flawlessly animated and that'd be wild it was it was crazy you know this is tom and jerry you know in the early 90s or whatever it's insane that's crazy yeah just the level of coordination they put into it it was hilarious and it's hilarious obviously
0: yes yes i mean it's also like a really crazy thing to think about was like how much it's not like none of it goes into today's music or today's movies and and tv and things like that but how much music played a part in uh older like even just like cartoons when you're a kid growing up mm-hmm. but it seems like older movies and things like that even silent movies that's all i had was music mm-hmm. to lean on right right to invoke some sort of emotion
1: i know yeah i really ought to dig into that genre more i don't really know too much about it um but i i mean I'm, i love movies you know obviously even just the film scoring within movies is you know fantastic i recently got back into philip glass okay uh, he's this uh class you know classical kind of guy he uh very simple seemingly simple like these piano melodies and they're very just vibey and and um hypnotizing and it's Mm -hmm. he does a lot of film scores um a friend showed me this one it's like uh i forget the name of it it's like the south african word Mm -hmm. you know for like the basically your soul is at unease or something something Mm -hmm. your soul is out of balance it was heavy it's really really cool that was crazy. It, yeah, it's like, geez, like you kind of—that's a whole other world. You don't even, you know, I don't—he'd pay nearly enough attention to. Yeah, you know, if we're being honest. I recently also saw a Hans Zimmer YouTube. He was on the Tiny Desk show. Yeah. NPR Tiny Desk. Tiny Desk. And uh, or not Hans Zimmer. Max Richter. Max okay, Richter. Okay. Yeah, it was Max Richter and Jesus Christ, it was fantastic. Just very vibey uh, violins, keyboard setup and it was it was just beautiful beautiful music.
0: Yeah, the tiny desk stuff is actually really fun.
1: Every oh, now and then those. I yeah, every now great. and
0: then I see what I'm just like, whoa, this is this is insane what's yeah, going on here." Yeah, they
1: some of those guys do really great, like low key arrangements of their tunes. It's awesome.
0: Yeah, because I mean, that was the gist of it. Was like, uh, take something that has uh, a deeper compilation and break it down to like mm-hmm. the most bare bones you can, mm-hmm. and and bring your stuff in and play. You know, Absolutely,
1: they yeah. like, gave them a tiny little. If you watch them on YouTube, it's just a tiny and, area they I get know, to play. It's fantastic. In. I love it. And it, they
0: they smoosh them all in there yeah, and stuff. And
1: I, there's some iconic ones, that's for sure. I've probably watched a thousand of them. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> great. I mean, I've seen some of them where they like they take the drum set down and it's
0: just like you get like a hi-hat and a kick drum and, yeah, yeah. and a snare you know yeah, just, i've
1: seen them fit some pretty big groups back there too though it's insane yeah you know and sometimes they squeeze a bunch of people in there that's good i like it <laughs> yeah
0: i mean those like a uh, little mini studio youtube shows are kind of fun because it gives you a chance to see a lot of times like what a band looks like you know out of their natural environment um sure. you know in a different area or something
1: absolutely yeah it's it's you know It's really there's something to be said for putting musicians a little out of their comfort zone. They always seem to step up. I think you know more often than not, if they're a good musician, they step up, and it's really npr tiny desk is definitely a, a symbol of that you
0: know? yeah yeah i mean as far as that uh around the area the easiest place to do that would probably be like a jam night which yeah you know yeah. um if anybody's listened to most of the episodes you can hear me talk about how much i enjoyed going to jam nights and then how sad <laughs> i was that
1: jam nights went away but they're starting to come back around they're the back area. yeah they're 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 lo- it's a little more low-key um where they're doing it over at River Hops now River Hops okay. brewery on main street here in fort dodge and uh it's the what is it, the second Thursday? What what day is it? Third yes. Thursday? Uh yeah,
0: it'll be second the second thir- Second Thursday, right? Of yeah, the month? Thirteenth would be the second, yeah. Yeah, second so Thursday. second
1: Thursday of the month now. Uh and uh yeah, it's been good. Uh I think it's growing every month. So hopefully uh hopefully it just keeps growing, you know. It's a we like we love having people, we like mixing it up, it's a really good time. Yeah, uh, when you say we, who who are we talking about? Who is like that? Because
0: what I gather from seeing it online, there's mm-hmm. kind of like a generally like a house band that yeah, starts it off. Yeah, it's
1: it's, been, it's a rotating house band kind of. Um, the fixtures have been up to this point Romley and Romley King, and then Sean Minikis. Oh, cool. Um, I think they've both been there pretty much every time. Um, I've played Caleb Ferry. I think is playing uh, with us tomorrow. Who played drums last time? I think Dean Davis did it, uh, the last time I played, and I think they've had a couple other guys in there since. Dude, cool. And they've had a couple other bass players, um, I'm not thinking of who they've had, though. Uh...
0: Now you bass players are all interchangeable, anyways. Don't worry yeah, about it. No, yeah, we're kidding. all irrepl- <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're all the same. <laughs> no, <laughs> no one no. listens to the bass.
1: <laughs>
0: no, actually, that's like a crazy one because every now and then we'll have like a, a band rehearsal or something. The bassist can't make it, and it's like, dude, we can't do some of these tunes like at all without a bass. No, like, I know, Yeah, I mean, you could do them, but it's something
1: yeah. is ludicrously
0: out of balance when yeah, there's no bassist.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a, a key ingredient, I think, for most music. I love bass. Yeah, you know well, me. I, I, bass is my first thing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> yeah, you can't go without a bass if you're used to having a bass.
0: Do you ever go to jam nights and not play the bass? Because you can play guitar. I
1: can. Um, I ha- I haven't lately. Uh, actually, this last time I didn't I didn't think to bring a right-handed bass. I'm left-handed, as mm-hmm. you know. Um, yep. But uh, I only had left left-handed basses there, so I was like, if anyone. Oh yeah, no one can come up and play bass because I'm oh, left-handed. Yeah. So I'm gonna—I have a right-handed bass here that's not mine, but I'm gonna take it anyways. And, okay, yeah. And I just feel like if anybody wants to play, here's a bass you can play. Oh yeah, makes you know, sense. So. Yeah, I guess I wouldn't have even yeah, thought about that. Yeah, because I would actually like to play guitar, but I, I got tied down to bass the last time I did it, so...
0: So, if you wanted to play guitar and you had to hop up on somebody else's guitar, mm-hmm. uh, would you literally just, like, put it on backwards and then yeah. flip it upside down? Yeah, and... yeah, that's how I'm used to playing guitar. Oh, you actually don't... You don't use, like, the lower horn as a strap uh, lock? You just, like, put it on backwards and then flip it upside down?
1: Yeah, basically. Yeah? I think, yeah. 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 I just... Yeah, I mean...
0: I mean, uh, you're, you're obviously playing it upside down.
1: But, uh, yeah, an electric... I don't know. I guess I don't have an electric here, but... Yeah. Uh,
0: well, I, I guess go to a jam night and find yeah, out.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I just played Upside Down, though. It just, you know. And I think so, we talked about that on the last podcast. Sometimes it's annoying because when you do flip it, it, like... It gets really, it gets really high up on your yep. chest, you know. Yep. Especially because some, you know, some guys are shorter or taller or whatever, and so uh, <laughs> I've had some funny instances where I try to put one on and it's up at my neck, you know. So yeah, yeah I remember going,
0: <laughs> going to a jam night here and the same thing, and I mean like. My guitar doesn't hang very low compared to most people, but mm-hmm. it's. it's I'm a bigger guy, so if you put it on somebody who's a foot shorter than me, it's going to hang down to their knees. <laughs> right, yeah. So, like, uh, I was at a jam night. I left my guitar up there if somebody wanted to use it. Somebody's like, can I use this for a couple songs? Yeah, go ahead. And they start giving me crap about that. Like, oh man, this thing's hanging so low. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, you're like a foot shorter, dude. Yeah, just that's, just yeah. turn it down <laughs> on us. You know? But, it, you know, all straps are adjustable, so it kind of works. Up.
1: It's the punk rock thing. I used to have a low, low. The bass and that was the best oh man i, I loved it in high school when like the
0: <laughs> full extent of how far your hand would go down was about where your strings were at well and it, you're
1: uh, playing with a pick so it's all wrist motion anyway yep. basically yep. unless you really you're going crazy and putting your arm into it but yep it didn't matter you know? yeah <laughs> it yeah it didn't matter oh man yeah. so so if
0: if you listen to this uh, the day the show comes out thursday so it would be technically tonight would be the jam night so if you're listening yeah. to this during the day come out come, come hang on out, out. come yeah, say you, hey yeah you're
1: at river hops in fort dodge correct yeah, yeah. uh correct yes yes, yes. all right yes. gotta get it right yes because there's a lot of places in fort dodge that have music now yeah nowadays yeah it's insane it's there's, been good it's been awesome there's i like
0: been, it yeah there's about like four or five mainstays where uh you can if you have the correct genre you can definitely get it get involved and play some music you know it's pretty wild
1: yeah yeah I,
0: i'm happy about it
1: and yeah. they're all good people so yeah it's I mean, been
0: fun i uh Recently, played a show up at the uh, Eagles Social Club up on the third oh, floor.
1: Yeah, I used to play. That's where we played all our punk rock shows when I was a kid. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's great, I, great, I mean, great area. Whoever's running the show there, love it. Uh, thanks for that. I really appreciate that. You know, they did us really good I at the door who. and everything, so.
1: There, I knew the guy who used His name was like Ken or Ken Or something like that I think a lady's running it Yeah now. but now there's A lady running it I'm not sure that is She's super right. nice She yeah. did a great job She was Ooh, very very good. helpful With everything So you know that's I did the, the Monsters ball there In October But I oh, had yeah. nothing to do With setting it up So uh-huh. Yeah so I, I just Went and played So
0: Yeah oh god That's always the best though. <laughs> it was
1: a fun Fun night I got a little too drunk That night yeah. okay. you, know. you know
0: that's That's kind of what We ended up doing With the show uh, East Madison Had booked a show And uh, and you know they were in charge pretty much, but it was one of those deals where like a handful of bands um, were were booked, and then mm-hmm. one of them dropped off, and then another one dropped off. So it turned into this thing where it was like, well, you know, do you want to? play first or second how much time can you soak up because it's only two bands now and so you know right. three finger betty i guess we're not shy to playing a couple hours we've done it before it's it's a thing we've got enough material which is weird to have a punk band that knows enough material to play like two hours dude that is insane actually uh, yeah i mean we will throw some other stuff in there like every now and then like a,
1: a jam that session. takes a committed audience to listen to aggressive punk rock music for two straight hours yes you know that takes a very committed audience
0: <laughs> yes and uh, indeed it did um a couple of people that i had a couple of friends that came and we took like you know a 10 minute break in between our first and second hour just to give ourselves a little bit of a break but like mm-hmm. a couple of my buddies were just like we're out of here and yeah. it was like well we were playing more but you know that's cool i totally yeah. get it because like yeah. you said dude it's tough to sit there and just
1: yeah just get that high energy yeah all just the time. honestly the when i'm playing with like a really loud rock band most of the time it's just like kind of nice to just do 40 minute set You know, and get in, get out, be good. dude. I like those three, four-man bill setups. Like, I honestly kind of prefer it a lot of the time, but they don't usually pay out, so that's the the problem there. Yeah, I mean,
0: (laughs) I was actually talking about that recently with a guy that books pro wrestling shows, Todd Countryman. Todd!
1: I used to work with Todd, did you know this? Yes, I did. We worked at Wells Fargo together, it's the craziest coincidence ever yeah i uh you know that's actually really wild because when
0: i put the episode out with you uh mm-hmm. todd was just like i know this guy and i was yeah, like how do you insane. know this guy yeah
1: you're, it's the most unlikely you know connection yeah <laughs> but uh he's the man sweet sweetheart of a guy Dude, i love him
0: absolutely yeah. absolutely that was a good episode so you can listen to that if you got some free time, i haven't right? yet
1: but I, I you know i went to uh I went to a wrestling thing. I f like, God, it was three or four years ago in Des Moines. You know, one of those amateur wrestling yep. uh, things. One with Todd yeah, was running? I don't know if he... I don't remember seeing him there. It was before I knew him well. Okay. I um. don't think I... I might have been working at Wells, but I don't think I would have known him well. You know? Okay.
0: So, do you remember? Okay. This is so weird. Do you remember what color, like, the ropes or the ring apron or any of that stuff was? Because I could probably tell you, depending on where
1: it was I at. I think and red, what, and blue, but, yeah, red and blue. Red and blue. And it was, like, by Buzzard Billiards. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming I that was know. IPW, which I was think a different company. Probably um,
0: Impact Pro Wrestling. Yeah. But, one of
1: Jeremy Ober's buddies from like gallery was wrestling oh, so that's why aaron, we wound up being there aaron aaron, aaron right. Von baron yep, yep. yeah that exactly most likely ipw which
0: is also a good company uh mm-hmm. run by troy peterson you know he's a good guy as well well but, there you
1: go dude, yeah so that's what that's the one i went to but uh those things are fun man dude, they're they're so much fun they're, they're <laughs> deceptively fun yeah it's, i you know, I was. I've always never. I've never been a wrestling guy, even as a kid. Like most people, grew up and were into it as kids. Yep. I never really cared for it as a kid that much. But after going to one, I had the time of my life. I was screaming at them. Yeah. I was getting into it. It was so much fun.
0: Yeah, man. <laughs> I I think like some of that just comes into like you go in there, you set a little bit of your like prejudice aside and be mm-hmm. like, dude, I know that this isn't actually guys just like hitting each other in the face yeah. with steel chairs and just yeah. going nuts and huge pyrotechnics and this stuff mm. but it is ludicrously enthralling <laughs> it's to go so there and you're just like i want to yell at this guy so bad because he's cheating and and you don't realize that the whole thing is is somewhat of a put-on oh know? yeah they're, they're it's like
1: of... super it's like che- you have to accept that it's a little cheesy and like you know obviously a little like a staged thing kind of yep. but it's hilarious it's awesome
0: it's dude, so much fun to watch dude it's no different than going to a play and you're like well you're not actually like out on the frontier here that doesn't make right. any sense you know right. like there's near no, no that's not happening like <laughs> that's not a real horse you're riding but exactly. like exactly you still have fun and enjoy it And that's mm-hmm. kind of what you do with like the pro wrestling where it's like dude these guys are actually out there doing Sometimes pretty crazy stuff oh, and you're man. like and you're like dude. That's I w- impressive. Yeah, like I wouldn't yeah. want to get involved in any of that. No, no, I wouldn't
1: <laughs> screw with one of those guys, man. Jesus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, that's really crazy. And you know, it's crazy that you know that you know Todd actually. Yeah, so yeah, that is
1: so funny. We <laughs> Unless like the towards the end of my working there, we worked on some projects together, kind of like community service esque projects, you know, for yep. the, like within the the bank and we had a good time. He's a sweet guy. Yeah. Really good really good time.
0: Yeah, I was talking was with fun. him actually, like to go back to what we were talking about originally was mm-hmm. like uh booking enough people on a show to make the show mm-hmm. fill out fill out with the correct amount of right styles of right. whatever music. And that's something he's got to go through, you know, as mm-hmm. far as, like, he promotes shows and they the wrestling shows, but it's like, how many different guys do I want to have on mm-hmm. here of what different styles and, and how, yeah. how thin is that going to make the pay for whoever? But if I don't book enough, then we're not right. going to enough
1: people here. Right. That's a common issue that a lot of people have. Yeah, yeah. It's a universal thing across many types of businesses. So, um, yeah, we're lucky that we have as many options as we do.
0: Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely cool. I've played on shows where it's, you know, just... Uh, two bands a handful of times and it's like, mm-hmm. dude, you guys gotta fill two hours mm-hmm. I was like, we'll do it but like you said, it's it almost feels better when you can go in there and just be like hey, you've got a half an hour and you're like, that doesn't feel like a lot but if mm-hmm. we pack the songs together you're like, mm-hmm. dude, we got like six barn burners in a yeah. row right See, now, Yeah I so. love
1: doing forty, like a tight 40 to 50 minutes like it's just the perfect amount of time mm-hmm. you know, you don't like wear especially if it's like in a louder venue you don't wear the audience's ear out they get a break at the end of the set, mm-hmm. you know but you like just give them like high energy, all your best stuff for like forty straight minutes. Like yeah. that's a good feeling. I like that
0: a lot. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I, I'm sure you're no stranger to playing three, four, five hour gigs. I mean, oh even, no, yeah, even all since time. leaving
1: Nashville and. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's nice because it's on the weekends and like there's guaranteed pay here in Iowa because yep. there's you know the difference between Iowa and like a. a Big city is that there's a lot of bar if you're willing to travel a little bit there's a lot of bars that are willing to pay you to come and play there because they want entertainment because they don't have a lot of entertainment in yep. a lot of rural Iowa so
0: yeah I mean
1: that so was it's something. kind of a nice trade off I I think it's like you can gig a little less you know I don't have to devote as much time as I would in a Nashville to make the money that I would need to you know yeah it's just kind of nice yeah it makes
0: you. it makes total sense though because like we've in the three finger Betty camp discovered that like if we leave des moines where there's less like the towns have less options of things to do mm-hmm. it seems like more people come to the shows and enjoy Absolutely. what's going on you yeah, know? yeah. and uh i mean it's almost like the smaller the town the better mm-hmm. because we've we've gone to some towns and it's like dude this place is packed and it's like well we don't ever you know, we don't have ever anything going it's on, like you it's know. It's the
1: only bar in town and there's music. Like everyone's of course everyone's gonna be here.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's your options are that or a, there's a diner you can eat at and then yeah. maybe there's like a come and go or yeah, something exactly. and those are the
1: only things in town. Exactly. Yeah. It's you know, I there's something to be said for it and I enjoy it most of the time, you know. Sometimes you wind up at a podunk bar and there's like twelve people there and that sucks, but you know. That's yeah, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean,
0: even that to some extent is is kind of fun to mm-hmm. to be able to do, like uh, to do the nomadic thing and show up for a place, and you actually get a little bit more personal interaction with the people than you do if there was like you know fifty to hundred people. There. Yeah,
1: well, and it's nice, and if there if there's a little bit of guaranteed money there too, you know. Yep. Like, whereas, like, you go to Nashville, and maybe you play a bar, and there's 12 people there, and you're, like, making nothing, and it's just like, god damn it, what do I do? and no one's into it, because, you know, they've seen four other yeah. singer-songwriters that same afternoon, or whatever, and it's yep. just like, gosh, dang it, like, yeah. how do I get any attention around here? Yeah, it's tough, so, man.
0: I mean, that's one of those places you could just run around and light yourself on fire, probably not even get enough attention. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's like the big fish, small pond problem, you know? It's like, do you want to be a big fish in a small pond, or do you want to, like, be a big fish in a really big pond where there's a crap ton of other big fish yeah you know it's kind of about selecting your the size of the pond you want to be in i yeah. guess yeah
0: oh i always just said i'm a regular fish in a medium pond yeah I'm
1: fair just, enough i'm just kind of hanging out there you know, so I, i'm right there with you man I yeah think that's fine i'm cool with that absolutely i mean when i first
0: started playing music i go down to the des moines area and it was just like dude there's so many people down here playing music and there's so many bands and how are you gonna how are you gonna grind out your own little niche and i guess like the easiest way to do that is just
1: keep doing it mm-hmm. you know i mean it really
0: doesn't matter where your scene is at as long mm-hmm. as you just show up and have perseverance and yep.
1: you know you always bring your a-game you yeah know? always bring your a-game always try and you know be friendly and meet new people and yeah you see what happens yeah things kind of come together i'd say like the hardest thing for me was to um put aside my own
0: musical preferences and you know like because you go to shows and you be like this isn't my favorite kind of music but then like Mm -hmm. once you become buddies with some of the people you're just like dude this music yeah it's it's, awesome it's it's a not made for me which is the Mm -hmm. reason that i had a prejudice originally and b when you're just like i can't play any of that Mm -hmm. like you know and then you're like what what tuning are you in like what pedals are you using like i would have never thought to even try these chords yeah yeah you know and I'm, I've never played a song once with half the stuff you're doing, you know, and mm-hmm. I I like, I like going to shows and, and hearing that. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like recently, like Clint Riedel was, I was at one of his shows and he was playing and it's like, dude, his style is so different than mine, but it's so
1: fun because I can't, I can't even mimic what he's doing. Right, you know? yeah. It'd be nearly impossible to do his thing, you know. Yeah, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's about just all about being your own unique self. Clint's
0: certainly good at that. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. He's always been a really nice guy. You know, I've uh, I've run into him a couple times here recently. Uh, saw him at a show in uh, Humboldt when he came up to Humboldt at the Poorhouse. Nice, you know? yeah. So mm-hmm. it was really cool to actually get to see get to see him play again because I, I don't believe it or not I don't get to see him play as much as as I do. Yeah, uh,
1: that's d- a fun band. They're playing Friday at the community, I think. Oh, cool. Yeah, so if you want to see him, go see him. Yeah. Yeah, I love all those guys. They're dear friends of mine. So absolutely, I, yeah, I see Clint from time to time. You we know, always have a blast. So
0: you know, he hosts uh, the jam night up in Barnum
1: and uh, outside. Yeah, of I've Fort been Dodge. up there a few times. Cool. When I'm around on a rare Tuesday, that doesn't happen very often. But. Uh, but when I I've gone down there and gotten plastered and had a good time yeah. like with Clint there, it's good. Dude, it's tons of fun up there. Like I've I've been up there some nights and I've even
0: played the drums, you know. And it's oh yeah, yeah,
1: it's, it's very very low key there. That's a good yeah. jam night for if you're a beginner and you're like you're nervous about getting out. That's a fun one to go to because it's just a complete screw around.
0: Yeah, and that's that was you know that's the other thing though. You show up there and it's sometimes you get people there playing violin, sometimes people are playing the flute, sometimes mm-hmm. people are playing. You know, you never know what people are gonna show up there and play. Yeah there's some weirdos out there. Yeah. So was, no, and,
1: no, don't, don't weirdos just... playing violins.
0: <laughs> Dude, actually I, s- I went and saw Steve Vai and there was a lady playing violins and it was, cool. it was insane. Um, she was awesome. That was like the first time I ever got introduced to people playing different instruments. I remember
1: with... as a little kid freaking out cause yellow card had a violin player. You remember yeah. that? Band oh, yellow yeah. Card? oh yeah. Yeah. Ocean oh. Avenue. Was yeah, that right? Yeah. Yeah. Geez. Okay. Yep. That Mems was... man. Memory. Well,
0: you know, that was the stuff that was shoved down. That was on, Yeah, that was
1: on MTV every morning before school. I remember that. I was thinking about that stuff the other day, just like all the funny, you know, just all the music that was coming out, like, you know, on MTV, like when I watched MTV before going to school, like age, Mm -hmm. you know, 13 through 15, maybe, you know, it's like, gosh, there was some hilarious stuff, you know, like My Chemical Romance and like oh, all those all those crazy emo bands and just the r&b stuff in the early 2000s yeah yep, yep. oh, man
0: yeah oh gosh and i remember like when those channels stuff. first became available and you're just like i'm soaking in all this new music yeah we've never had this and The culture. videos were
1: epic you know yep. crazy. every
0: every video you'd watch it a million times as a
1: kid you're so into it well you saw them every morning they were on pretty much every morning the same gosh darn ones you yeah know? And
0: directly after school they had you know, countdown shows and all mm-hmm. sorts of nonsense. Yep. Yeah, and I mean like there's some of those music videos what I even like when my buddies are listening to music on like YouTube and stuff and they're just shuffling through music videos. It's like, dude, I've I've seen other side by Red Hot Chili Peppers music video four hundred and eighty seven thousand times. Yeah. You know, or that, Californication. Yep. I saw
1: that video a bazillion times. It's yep. crazy.
0: That'd be the the video game one. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yes. Dude, that one's
1: really good That's too. such a fun one. Uh you know, I think we're <laughs> we're at a unique age where we like, we are very rare like, there was like a rare five to 10 years where like, that was a thing, you know. Yes. And it's like, man, that's crazy. Yeah, because I, I mean, there was early MTV, but yes. we were like in the second phase of MTV where it like was super dumbed down and you know, kind of cheesy, but still fun, you know. Yeah. And very our generation, you know, it's it's cool. It was interesting. Well, it's it funny was, to think back on. Well, it was weird because like
0: music videos weren't really a thing, and then they kind of became a thing in mm-hmm. like the '80s. Uh, right. They became more popular into like the early '90s, and MTV just started playing like every music video they could get their hands on Mm -hmm. and before you know it you're watching like watching
1: music videos on beavis and butthead for gosh yeah but like half the
0: bands it's like i've never heard of any of these bands it's like this is a band from the late 80s early 90s they're from the uk they mm. they put out one album they've played nine shows here's yeah. their music video and we're gonna play it for you and it, you know, yeah they,
1: they had some random stuff on there yeah in the early 90s but i don't remember that as well no i don't remember it. that either. wasn't my time like i missed that part mm-hmm. i was too young for it to enjoy that but i feel like a lot of that became like overproduced to
0: an extent where oh it yeah just it like, got like super cheesy that's yeah.
1: what we got i think it's yeah it's kind of funny though
0: yeah, but like, I don't know, if if you, if you think about it, there's just so many music videos. If I think about like the Clerks era type oh, of like music videos and stuff, there were just so many of them all the time. And then for a while, it seemed like they dropped off. And then by the time we were around, there was still a lot of them, but they were like overproduced by the time we were, you know, it's like some guy singing in the rain in a dark alleyway, but there's a bright light behind him. So it's a silhouette, you know, it's like, there's just, just like, he went way over the, t- this is like movie level quality. <laughs> yeah. The 2000s effects. were very
1: glammy. You yes. Know? It was very, yeah. in your face, but you know, yeah. Like you had like My Chemical Romance with the Black Parade. And you remember that? Yeah. Crap. That was like just so epic, you know, yeah, so yeah. over the top, yeah, you know, but kids loved it, I loved it, you know, I, yeah. I really, I dug some of that stuff when I was a kid, I saw some, I saw those bands live when I was a kid. Was yeah,
0: fun. yeah, I, I mean, I still hold a soft spot in my heart
1: for a handfuls of those bands. Yeah, you definitely, know. definitely.
0: Like, uh some 41 is always, for some reason, one
1: of those bands so is just like, These and most of them got so bad, they aged so badly, though, isn't that kind of funny? Yeah. Like, That's- I love listening back to the music that was, you know, from when I was a kid, but you listen to those bands putting out new music and a lot of the time it's like what happened? yeah yeah <laughs>
0: you know? yeah hard it's a lot of it's a hard gear change it yeah. seems like did but, our
1: tastes just change and they just didn't stop doing what they were doing or like what yeah
0: <laughs> or did they you know well everybody's changing so they're changing mm-hmm. they're all changing and they're a five-piece band or six-piece band now or whatever and mm-hmm. you know then you got to think about how your own personal preferences have changed over time and then to meet up 10 years later and be like, what are you five doing artistically and how do I perceive it? And
1: I feel like we need to come up with a math equation for this. Like there's going to be some like, if we could put this on a whiteboard, we would be the Einstein's of like logic. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh man. Uh, But yeah, I mean like it's, it's totally one of those things where I, I think that even though there's some music that over time I don't like, um, as I age, it's still I still hold soft spots to oh, it. Oh, definitely, like, yeah. Like a you know, and I'm am we're gonna I'm gonna point at a lot of bands that you know or those pop punky bands that mm-hmm. I kind of grew up listening to. But like Newfound Glory was another one that I really liked, and mm-hmm. you know I didn't like hair metal until after it was not liked by anyone ever again you know it yeah, was like right. dude, i started liking it you know in the the mid 2000s you know <laughs> we're talking i'm 15 years late to the game here That's you know so there's like this is awesome and people are like what are you listening to it's like well, this is Warren. Like, <laughs> those are the cherry pie guys like no 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 this is a, like f- wait wait what no no, no this is love and stereo This song's awesome and they're <laughs> like you have, what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's
0: but, funny but I, I there's so much music that like i went through phases where i liked things and even though like some stuff was like way out of time when i enjoyed listening to it you know but right. but you know like you grew up and you listened to the radio with your parents while you're driving around and you didn't have mm-hmm. any choice in the matter in that and a lot of that even you know influences you as you grew yeah, up yeah it and sticks listen to
1: music. it definitely sticks everything you know you what? absorb it all it's all in there in the collective conscious or in your conscious what what kind of
0: music did you listen to growing up that you had no choice in the matter of listening to that you still are just like oh yeah i I could i still remember a lot of these songs because like if i had to think of my example my dad had a roy orbison cassette Mm -hmm. and he's just like we're gonna listen to this and he'd cruise around and listen to that because he only had like three or four cassettes that he liked to listen to but when he wanted Uh to pop one in you'd listen to the whole thing and you'd be like dude i can sing like ten roy orbison songs word for word if i had to think about it you know that's
1: (laughs) funny see it's I don't really remember my parents pushing any or much music on me as like a little kid. Mm-hmm. I guess my most like early musical memories of, are like of like uh, like pop music, like early nineties pop, you know, like In Sync and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know, like, yeah, it was mostly stuff like my sisters were listening to. Yeah, so you know, like I <laughs> I could probably give you all the lyrics like the Backstreet Boys like you know or like Bye 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 or something oh, you know man. but that's like the earliest that I can think of but Dude, I that do, was kind I of a short... choreography
0: to that what are you talking about no. <laughs> yeah yeah I mean Jesus Christ yeah
1: <laughs> show choir man back in high school we did one of those songs Jesus it was Oh God! Hopefully, no one ever finds video of that. It's horrible. <laughs> it's going to be on YouTube next I'm week. Sure, it probably no, already no. is. <laughs> just don't look it up, please.
0: I'd have to say, like, one of the things that I love hated about boy bands was it's just like, as much as I wanted to just be like, this is garbage. It was just like, this is damn catchy. Well, you know,
1: yeah, you know, it's funny going back and listening to it. The production level on some of it, and like the actual um, musical arrangements going on behind them, are. Fascinating. Yeah, really, really good. You have some excellent bass work, excellent keyboard playing, really beautiful harmonizations and harmonies going on the entire time. Yeah, it's honestly some really fantastic music. You know, it it is a little cheesy. It's you know cheesy. Yeah, but (laughs) that sells. You know.
0: Yeah, but that sells. Yeah, and yeah, people love that. It was part of our favorite music in the two thousands. Absolutely. It's it's, you know, it's no different than being the late nineties preferred music or like. You know the eighties we were talking about the eighties metal stuff that was mm-hmm. all cheese it oh was just man like, straight
1: cheese like I like, <laughs> love it though yeah. It's great,
0: but that's that's what you know is some of the appeal to it. I mm-hmm. think that's some of the appeal to like literally anything uh like think bell bottoms yeah, know, like, absolutely it's just like nowadays it's like those are out of place,
1: even mm-hmm. though when we were young they kind of came back a little bit yeah, you it's, know? yeah it's fascinating now it just kind of keeps cycling through yeah, you know, f- you know fads and trends and all these weird things, yeah, I mean that could go for like the lo-fi fi band type look
0: that and feel that's been kind of coming back it seems like where it's just like Mm -hmm. we're gonna try and make everything as old school ish minimal as as we can yeah
1: i like that though that's cool i've been
0: really intrigued by that as of late um being like a minimalist band and bringing as little with you as you can to try to make as much work as you can
1: yeah that's cool i can dig it it's there's something to be said for you know trying to strip everything back and simplify Yeah, especially with you know it's the natural thing is to want to keep adding more and building up more and building Mm -hmm. on what you've done already but sometimes it's good to just take a step back see what happens
0: yeah and i remember like reading articles about like even the guys in like iron maiden or whatever and they were like oh well you know as we progressed into like the seventh son albums or whatever you know like Mm -hmm that kind of era we had so many effects and things stacked on there that it was like the guitar goes through this, this, that, the other, a couple other things. And then it finally gets to the amp after all these effects have been, you know, added to it. Yeah. But by the time they like came back around and were kind of like rejuvenated in the two thousands and we're going to start doing everything again, they're like, let's just go from the bottom up. Like we did last time. Let's mm-hmm. just plug straight into the front and only mm-hmm. use what we need. And you know, and that was another thing, like you said, you're just not stacking all those extra tones in there to, mm-hmm. to, to, it almost dampens your sound a little yeah, bit yeah it makes into... it
1: really dense and sometimes that's hard to listen to for a long time You know, yeah. it's hard on the ears it can be it's, yeah that's why like so many of those old school recordings like have you know kept so well like the Tom Petty's and the Neil Young's and yep. you know, it's just like simple raw guitar microphone on the amp you know no bullshit yep. through nice all the best equipment you know recorded straight to tape through really good you know audio equipment It's, you know, it sounds great to this day. That's that's some of the best bass tones. Motown stuff, same thing. Yeah. It's just like, it just holds up so well. It's such a tight sound. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just so simple, really, when you, you know, what they were doing is just raw instruments. You just get the best sound. You get people to play really well. Yeah. It's a very, very simple formula.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's another thing. I haven't spent too much time recording anything, but you do some recording on your own. Is that usually Mm -hmm. how you do is mic it up?
1: Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You don't do any, like, big, yeah, that's don't do I any do.
0: direct in of any sort like that. Or
1: um, I've done it on bass uh, before, but I usually I like putting it, like I usually do both. Yeah. Um, but I've had I've been in situations where I've only used DI, but most of the time I like having live sounds everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes and, sense. And sometimes I'll add effects after the the fact, but like through you know digital programs or whatever. Mm-hmm. But most of the time I try and leave it as. Untouched as possible.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, a lot of times people will do that, um, anyways, in a studio setting where they'll like they'll record the dry, like mm-hmm. the direct in, no effects, no amp, no nothing. Mm-hmm. So they get that. But then they'll also record your amp yeah. on the off chance they want to quote unquote reamp it. You know, right? They'll send the direct out, right? And then record what comes back.
1: I I can dig that if you actually have like if you're gonna do an actual reamping, you know, and where you have the amp and like, you just put, run it through a, a different amp that you have, like a yep. really nice big, you know, Marshall. Like, yep. say you recorded it on like a Fender Tweed because you wanted that, but you also wanted to have a, you know, a Marshall or whatever. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you know, it was cool. I can dig that, but I don't like it when they just like put a DI guitar in and then put a cheesy sound, you know, like that they found on the computer. That's Oftentimes, like, I feel like you can usually kind of hear it. Live, yeah. you can get away with those digital interfaces like all you want. Like I think they're they're fine live, but yeah. in the studio, I think it like it does sound a little like commercially sometimes.
0: Yes, I you know, and that was the issue I was found with it was like uh, if you go too digital in the studio, you end up with that too commercial sound. Exactly, you know? yeah, that's and exactly how I feel. It, it's a weird it's a weird pocket to fit into, mm-hmm. and it's it doesn't sound bad, mm-hmm. but it was. Uh, It's just a preference. Yeah. So, like, if you go to like the super technical bands that play like very, very technical stuff to Mm -hmm. metronomes, that it has to be on click tracks and Mm -hmm. everything has to be Mm -hmm. very specific. Right. um, That sounds like we were talking like one thing. But if Mm -hmm. you go listen to them live and they have, maybe they have real amps with them. Maybe they don't. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're not playing to a click track or maybe Mm it's. They're making mistakes and everything's not as as sawed down to the the click track. Right. It doesn't sound as produced. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean it sounds worse. You mm-hmm. know, some people could prefer that, but mm-hmm. it just depends on how you want to get your mm-hmm. ideas down on paper. I guess. Yeah,
1: I, and I love the difference of like you know hearing a studio cut and then seeing that band play it live because there's often some very intricate subtle things that they'll do live um, that you you can't just pick up on like or that they maybe like sacrificed in the studio so that it sounded a little cleaner like you know for example tempo changes you know just like subtle tempo changes pushing certain sections laying back certain sections yep like you can get away with that live very effectively oh yeah but in the studio it's a little bit harder uh to especially if you want to play to a click track and have like have the option to do some overdubbing after the like some more complex overdubbing after the fact So, you know, there's some give and take. Like, do we want to do it to a click or do we want it to feel natural or not,
0: you know? That makes a lot of sense, actually. I never thought about, like, the songs that would have, like, slight tempo changes. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess one that would... off the top of my head, when you were talking about it, it was like Tuesday afternoon by mm-hmm. the uh, Moody Blues. Right, kind of has like a weird sort of a cadence change halfway mm-hmm. through it, where it slows down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that you know, like you said, it invokes a different emotion. Kind of makes you mm-hmm. like lean back and think about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I never would have thought about how hard that would have been to record. You know, all at once to a click because you would have to like somewhere slow the click down to the new tempo. Right, and, and
1: there there are people that can program clicks to do that and mm-hmm. and they can do it well like i've, I've especially in the like the more like uh, i guess metal you know yep. scenes i think where like an advanced like tempo change is you know that can all be programmed with them you know the metronome on the computer yep. but uh but there are some like especially like kind of more groove based music uh you know like pocket stuff yep. um Where like there could be subtle pushes and pulls that you're not going to pick up if you have a click. In my opinion, yeah,
0: that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I uh, I remember listening once back in the day to a guy that played um, some like rap metal. I was listening to some of his like how to play guitar stuff or how to play like my style of stuff or get into it, and that's what he was talking about. Was using a click track. And he played on the, uh, if you break it down to 16th notes and you go like one E and a, uh, he played on the E and the uh to kind of emphasize the pocket a lot more, mm-hmm. you know? And then once you swing back to the the one, mm-hmm. you it gets way heavier because you're grooving in the pocket a lot and then all of a sudden you're smashing on the one. Oh man, that's but, crazy. But he would use the metronome sounds, had all the emphasis on the E and the uh, so he mm-hmm. changed it to like a cowbell on the E and like mm-hmm. a ding on the uh, but mm-hmm. everything else was like a woodblock. So it's like... You would always hear the yeah. the ding and the ting, you know? Like, That's
1: neat. That's it was, neat. That's it was, cool.
0: It was a neat way to think about it. I, there's so many tricks like that that I don't know that I'd, I never would have thought about using that, you know, even now that I know, I don't know how to implica- implicate many of them. Yeah. I wish I spent, you know, more time recording and spending time with that.
1: Is that... Like something you just figured out on your own, or did you do that uh, at school when you were at Berkeley? There's there's a lot of that at Berkeley. I didn't major in production, so yep. I didn't do as much of that as maybe I would have liked in retrospect. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always recorded uh, on my own, so mm-hmm. I've kind of just always learned just by doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have worked with some cats that were really into doing like the drum programming stuff. Oh yeah. Um, like, uh, you know, like they'd, re- they'd record a drummer live, but then like they'd, you know, they'd go in and make sure everything was like spot on, you mm-hmm. know, and they, that was their thing, you know, and they, they did also do, you know, pre-recorded drum sampling too for a lot of like, uh, punk bands and some metal bands and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Um, but that 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 kind of like metronome calculating and that kind of drum work is was way too tedious for my taste i uh, was never a big fan of it dude
0: yeah i've I've played around with that a little bit on like Guitar Pro and things like that, and it's Mm -hmm. it's so interesting the stuff you can come down with. But like you said, it's so tedious and time consuming. Very time consuming.
1: Sixteenth and thirty seconds. It felt very unnatural to me to work that way. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it. Yeah. So it. Not knocking it. Like it's great. And like when it when it works, it works really well. But.
0: Yeah, and that just comes down to using the tools you want to use to get the job done the way right. you want to get it done. Mm-hmm. You know, there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I was talking about this on a Facebook group recently where someone was like, "Which which amp is better, this one or this one?" And people mm-hmm. were fighting about literally subjective things yeah. like
1: they were facts. It's like these are different amps. There's
0: no better. It's they just sound different. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I you know was Dio or Ozzy better at singing in Black Sabbath?
1: Right. Like they're different. They were just different. so totally completely different.
0: different yeah. You know, and that's yeah. you can't really compare them and say well this is gonna be, He's better. Clearly.
1: I, I was really excited to hear that uh Kill Switch's uh, original singer came back, Kill Switch Engage. Oh yeah? And like I think they put out a new record last year that I haven't really listened to. Someone just told me about it. Somehow this I was i I'm a big Kill Switch Engage fan. Yeah. So, dude. Like I didn't know they'd put out a new record. It's somehow flown under my radar. So uh, I'm excited to spend that. Can yeah, they always
0: had it? a couple songs every album
1: that were really intriguing At to least me. a few songs per album that kick serious ass. Yeah. yeah. No, I was just like, dude, this song is, is really Reliably good. a few bangers on, on their shit.
0: Yeah, dude. I remember seeing a video of their, their guitarist was notably... Uh, uh, he liked alcohol He was like has a brewery or something like that Probably. i don't know i remember him like seeing a video of him on stage he, he goes off stage goes over orders a beer gets it from the dude on the side uh-huh. you know and then like goes back up on stage with a beer because he's got a wireless unit mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. i always thought that was pretty funny
1: that you know awesome. to like they're you know they're serious but they're clowning around too a little bit i'm wearing this front broadens t-shirt right now and uh, i saw them in des moines uh they literally bought or brought a bar on stage with them, like a little makeshift, <laughs> like stage bar. And they had a bartender there and they had guys from the other bands that had opened for them sitting at the bar during their whole set. It was awesome. And people funny. would come off and on and in and out and like sit at the bar and the singer would go back and take a shot almost every other song. He did like 15, 20 shots <laughs> by the end of the night. I'd, it was insane. I would hope it staged alcohol. Oh, dude, I doubt it. He was—he <laughs> looked pretty hammered. He was pale, sweating. It's just it's like, this guy is not going to be standing when he gets off stage. Gross. He was telling us he apparently had had a really bad breakup in Iowa before so he was like screw this place I hate being here (laughs) but he was cool about it too like it was a really fun show okay yeah yeah. it was good it was hilarious dude that kind of
0: that kind of fun stuff on stage has also always intrigued me you know like yeah
1: little like gimmicky things can be cool yes if you do them right they can be really
0: fun as long as they don't take away 100% from like the music Mm -hmm. that's going on I never think about it because I mean I I primarily think of myself musician you play music Mm -hmm. and that's all you do but like I've every now and then been around bands that have done things like that and it, it's always it can intriguing it could be a
1: show yeah I always love like you know like uh, just like things as simple as like James Brown like he'll be like Hit me two times in the band. I go, bop, bop. Hit me three times. Bop, bop, bop. Hit me six times. Bop, 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 bop. You know, or whatever. And then you go, I feel good. The band comes in. You know, that's just, so exciting. That's it's just a f- such a gimmicky, stupid little thing. But it it's so effective when it's done well.
0: It is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, James Brown, love, loved watching him do his thing, dude. It was oh, man. That was another one where every now and then I'll get into a YouTube hole. And that was one I got into was just watching him play in, in concerts. And the fact that he had a whole band behind him doing one of the too. most
1: iconic things I've ever seen is his appearance on Letterman, where he's playing with Letterman's house band, and uh, they cancel everything. He just took over the whole show. It's like a whole thirty-minute oh, segment no of way. James Brown. Like Letterman had come out, done his opening, you know, intro and monologue or whatever. And then James Brown was supposed to do a musical thing and it just went off the rails and he just <laughs> wound up playing like four band or four songs with the band and it was just crazy. Dude, that's
0: super it's cool. Really, really fun. Dude, that's fun. I like I don't know. That's a completely different style of music, though, too, with, like, the full band. I wish there was, like, an availability to do something like that. A straight funk band? Yeah. I mean, like, it feels like if you had, like, a trombone and a trumpet and a mm-hmm. saxophone and, and, like, everybody in the band. I mean, the closest mm-hmm. thing we have to that right now... Um,
1: Lone Tree. Does Lone yeah. Tree.
0: And, like, they're like i unfortunately i've only heard them i've never mm-hmm. seen them oh uh, you live. gotta see them they're fun I, they do I, some
1: james brown tunes
0: dude yeah and, fun. That, and that was the thing it just it just blew me away and i need i need to go see them that's on me that's my fault they uh they played in in humboldt actually yeah, once, you, they, and you're I, missing
1: out they kick serious ass and
0: I, and I did not feel well so they don't, to be go. fair
1: they don't play very often no but it's, but, it's hard to arrange i think how many people are in that band? 12 people's schedules? Yeah. You know, most yeah. of them are, you know, a couple of them are retired, chilling out, you know? Yeah. Like, know. It, you know, most other have,
0: people have day jobs, though, yeah, just like not, everybody it's else. It's not like
1: they're Chicago trying to tour the country and play, you know, a different Ex- city every night. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but they're, they're, they're awesome. They sound great. I mean, that's probably the
0: biggest downside to having a band like that, then, would be, like, just to arrange everybody's schedules. Yeah, you know? it would
1: be difficult if they weren't all, like, 100%, you know, in. Yeah, yep. It would literally, like, I think... I was watching a documentary on Chicago a few months ago and like literally all those guys lived together basically like out in California Mm -hmm. and like they'd moved from Chicago to California together as a band. Like just you know, like they were full committed to that group. Yeah, there was no other option for them. Yep, and it's insane because they were making a lot of money. They they really went hard. Yeah, that's a fun documentary. I forget the name of it. It was on Netflix I was or something it like that. Out, yeah. Yeah. Chicago. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, I'll definitely check that one out too. Can't believe that. uh, What's his
1: name? He he fucking shot himself in the face on accident who was that the guitar player uh terry kath really yeah they died tragically yeah after their like fourth album third or fourth album i didn't know that yeah he was just like playing with the gun and like shot himself in the face oh, like three of his friends were in the room with him. oh my god yeah yeah that would
0: have been so isn't that horrible that would have scarred everybody
1: for life yeah yeah like, exactly oh That's my just god devastating you know what a horrible way to go yeah
0: oh my gosh
1: Yeah, people, like, there was a question, I think, of whether or not it was suicide. But I think that everyone agreed that they thought the gun was unloaded and he was just fucking around. Oh, man, that's so
0: crazy. I don't even... I don't even know. God, that'd mm-hmm. just be the that'd be nuts. Mm-hmm. It seems like just about every time you and I get together, we sit down and we talk about something. Uh, you know, there's like, oh, you gotta check this out. You know, like that Chicago documentary. Uh-huh. I'm definitely gonna look into that. That
1: That's sounds sounds yeah.
0: crazy cool.
1: <laughs> that reminds me. I surely after we did our podcast, you and Jordan Reiter did one. And you guys, I've listened to that, and you guys are talking about talking about me giving you jazz recommendations. Yeah. Like I was some sort of drug dealer. <laughs> I'm <It's> like, <laughs> man, I, where do you go when you need your jazz fixed? Like, I go to Vino's, it's like, I do too, that's hilarious. <laughs> no, it's... I was a, laughing. Yeah, I remember you commenting about that on, on <laughs> Facebook.
0: Like, <laughs> But it's true, though. Like, uh, ever since I listened to... Uh, last time I was uh, did a podcast with you, we mm-hmm. actually were uh, over at your place here, mm-hmm. and I was listening to some Aldi D. Mayola yeah, beforehand. Yeah, and it was one of those deals where I was just like, man, I've never, I've never sat down and listened to any of this. And you start mm-hmm. to, like, dig through his catalog, and you're like, this guy is weirdo good. You yeah, know? it's
1: crazy, it's um,
0: insane. You know, I mean... I I dig you dig in too deep and you find out some people don't like him because he's sometimes not 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 nice or whatever you know yeah like of I've, course I've, I've yeah, I don't that. look at anybody but, that closely no but you know that was the thing that made me just be like bro oh, you know that was some people don't like him for that reason or whatever but really. you know, like I, I mean you could find that about anybody Jaco Probably. Pistorius was another one people were just like this guy was mean and it's like I guess he was, was super, cr- just crazy he yeah was he was like, super good though you know, he was like, like,
1: tripping balls most of his life I think yeah I mean was, a lot of acid that I was a
0: bad thing about him though he got like a fight with someone and that's what you know. That's actually how he ended up dying. Was he got into a fight with somebody and got like head head injuries? Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah, he got like kicked it. out of a bar or something and yeah, picked picked, this a, sound picked right. a fight with somebody outside. Yeah, and, that's right. And uh yeah. the guy he picked a fight with
1: was He was only like 29 or something. Yeah. Right? yeah. Crazy yeah i have one uh one of his albums on vinyl oh geez awesome so good that's, yeah yeah that's crazy that's but a great uh, herbie hancock's on that album everyone's oh, dude, on that cool. album it's really really cool
0: yeah i mean so you know that's like one of those things i think every time i do a podcast with somebody it, uh we we delve into territory where it's like oh i've never heard of any of this and like mm-hmm. you gotta check it out and i always end up expanding my knowledge of, I bet, of everything you know,
1: i love hearing you know about Where other people are, what are they're thinking about musically, where they're coming from, like what they're into in the moment. And so I enjoy that more than I enjoy really talking about what I'm into. I feel like what I'm into is boring compared to what you're probably into, you know? Well, I mean, that's just because you have more exposure to it, you know? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just me being self-conscious, too. I don't know.
0: Well, I mean, let me liken it to something in my situation. People are just like, dude, the podcast is so cool and everything. Mm -hmm. And And I mean, it is cool, but it's it's just, it's my everyday. You know, it's it's standard. It's, I don't think about it Mm -hmm. that way. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's just something that's going on. That's why it's
1: fun to, you know, be a guest. It's like, it's a nice change of pace. I get to do something I don't normally do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Plus, you know, people get to
0: see what new stuff you're up to because you're like one of those musicians that's always 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 doing stuff so. yeah and so. i'm very
1: bad about keeping people updated in general so yeah it's good for me to be forced into things like this <laughs> <laughs> well
0: we're getting close to an hour here so let's talk about uh what you got going on um as far as bands and music now i mean we've done a couple yeah. of them but you're still doing whiskey shakes whiskey
1: shakes our cd is out for and available for purchase online i think it's 10 bucks if you want to buy it from us it's five directly so and then vinyl should be on the way any day i think we were finalizing some details there but yeah that's just a matter of time um so that's exciting uh we i think our next thing isn't booked till may but i think we're really looking to get after it this summer start trying to play a lot you know now that we have our album out and we're gonna have vinyls to sell it's like we should get after it yep and then tanky anthony band's going strong that's been busy we got a lot of dates i think we're at the Moose Lodge a week from the Friday that this comes out. So this, uh, Fort Dodge. The yeah, the Moose Lodge cool. Here in town, yeah. You got to be a member to get in there? Uh, I'm not sure uh, c- on that night. Sometimes they do it open, yes, you know, if I've, it's going to be a bigger it. event. Yeah. Which I think they're doing, but I'm not positive. Yeah. Check Around it. this time last year, they did one that was open, but I'll double check. Yeah. Check, um, maybe check I'll send something to you and you can... Usually, their Facebook everyone. does post it, the Moose Lodge. And yeah, they're good about it. Yeah. They're awesome. Yeah, so. so so check that
0: out. Yeah. Or check out um, Tang Anthony Band. Yeah, on check us
1: out too. We'll keep you posted. And then, um, what else is going on? Nashville at the end of the month. Cool. Uh, and then March is busy. Uh, Jeremy Ober gets back, so Brew Republic picks up again. Cool. I think we're going to be in Humboldt before long, so we'll come yeah, say hi. I think we have the I poor house towards the end of March. So. Neat. Yeah, we'll come say hey and, uh Nice. Yeah, and uh, beyond that, it's just going to be steady going. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you got the jam night, which would mm-hmm. be, uh, t- well, it's tomorrow night, but it's mm-hmm. tonight if you're yes. listening to the podcast. Yes, Thursday come night. out. Come hang out. We yes. would love to see
0: you. Yes, and that's in Fort Dodge. Yeah. Um, river hops yes and so but uh you do you uh go to these jam nights a lot up in this area or do you usually just kind of reside only usually only when
1: i'm in the house band Uh when um i'm not here over the week i'm usually in des moines trying to get whiskey shake stuff done or doing um some recording on my own i've been trying to get a jazz guitar little project thing going so i can start booking more gigs with that stuff so nice yeah yeah, it's
0: been good you ever go to jam nights down before dodge in Des, in Des Moines, Des Moines. Yeah.
1: Uh, I've been to a few, but I, you know, they're so crowded most of the time. Yeah, not really my thing. Yeah, I'm not trying to, impress, you know, get up there and impress anybody or do anything yeah. crazy. I've got yeah. enough going on as it is. It's just like I'm okay with meeting people organically and starting bands that way. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. And I mean, that was the thing about the bigger the city, the tougher it is to get involved in a jam night. It seems like
1: absolutely, it's hard. Yeah, you, know? you just got to be willing to like wait around. You have to really want to you know commit you yeah. know i'm busy enough where i don't really feel the need to go out and do that very often mm-hmm. but i really i really ought to go go out and do it again it's been a long time yeah
0: yeah definitely mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. so i'll pop links to everything
1: you got going on down below as far
0: as uh, bands and stuff like that appreciate and, that and, man uh, anything else no i'm good thanks all for having right, me cool. man. dude thanks for joining me I yes, appreciate it great to see you boom huge huge shout out to Alejandro Trevino. Uh, some people call him Alex. Some people call him Vino. Alejandro Trevino. That's how I know him. If you want to check out some of his music, I got links down below to the Facebooks and such. You can find uh, find your way from there and just search it out. It's uh, Most of it's available for purchase online. Some of it, um, you know, you can find other places, but it's, it's all out there for sale. It's pretty cool. You know, it's one of those things I found that was really neat about a lot of independent musicians was the amount of people that actually want to support them and buy their albums. So that's really cool. Uh, you know, just doing all the work to put the stuff out there and give it to somebody uh, have it available for sale is is actually just a lot of work in itself uh, you know on top of making the music things like that so uh, shout out to all the people out there doing the work uh, putting their music online giving everybody a place to go buy it if they want to go buy it you know it's one of those things I really like supporting musicians any way I can uh, my you know product of choice is usually going to see bands live and then just buying t-shirts i don't i've got a i like t-shirts that's my thing i got a lot of t-shirts uh you know if you like t-shirts or zip-up hoodies i got t-shirts and zip-up hoodies for sale go to www.audiblefarm.com check it out there's uh there's links there to to how you can contact me and and hopefully get your you know get your hands on one of those babies you know it's kind of nice they uh the shirts are bella canvas they're super soft ask anyone who's got one it's it's super super soft otherwise zip up hoodies three color uh, logo on the back love it you know it's great i'm still kind of up in the air whether or not i want to uh get more merch or or just stick with the stickers or what i might end up doing another round of t-shirts when the weather warms up so uh if you want to get your hands on a t-shirt or a zip up hoodie you know zip up hoodies are good for the cold weather right now but hook it up that's where they're at audiblefarm.com i've got a few left uh up until i don't know when i sell out i'll probably buy something else but we'll see we'll see so that's what i've got for now i've um am running in the single digits on both of those so so that's what those are so we'll we'll uh, we'll see hit me up if you want one if not it's cool too otherwise www.audiblefarm.com has got all the links to everywhere where you can listen to audible farm uh maybe you're even listening to the podcast there thanks appreciate it you know uh, it's really cool thanks to everybody that listens this is really awesome i want to say thanks to couchtown coffee This week's code word is jazz. Oh man, Uh, you know, last time I was talking a lot of jazz stuff with Alejandro Trevino. This week it didn't come up too much, but I'm still using the code word jazz. You gotta go check him out live. He's a fun guy. Uh, I got links down below to some of the bands that he's in. And uh, you know what? That's what this is all about. Going out and finding these people and talking to them about what they got going on. A lot of it's travel, a lot of it's going places, a lot of it is uh, doing a lot of work, a lot more work than uh, it seems from the outside, and I really, really appreciate those guys and gals, everybody going out there doing all the work that they're doing. You know, it it is from the people booking the shows to the people playing on the shows to the people that own the venues that have the shows. Every one of you guys are doing due services. You know, we even mentioned uh, Mason from 92 Rock in this episode uh, shout out Mason really appreciate everything you're doing for uh, for everybody in the music scene thanks for uh, constantly being a, a beacon of hope out there you know just having fun on air you're becoming a really great personality on Facebook if you guys don't have Mason on air on your Facebook check him out he uh, he does tons of fun stuff follow 92 Rock on Facebook as well regional rock hour every Friday night 90, 92.1 in northern Iowa they, uh, they got links if you want to listen worldwide check him out They're online. They're on Facebook. Uh, I got an episode with Mason earlier, so check it out. Scroll back. Look for Mason on air. Give him a a like. And uh, check out all of Alejandro Trevino's stuff down below. Lots of cool stuff. Tank Anthony Band's been ripping it up in northern Iowa lately. So uh, check those guys out. I can't wait to get to one of their shows and check them out, too. Uh, You know, maybe, uh, hey, Tank, if you're listening to this, hit me up. Let's talk. (laughs) Uh, Maybe. We'll see what's up. You know, I hope this works. Maybe that's how just call people out and hope they're hope they're listening and be like hey hit me up let's talk but uh yeah anyways tank hit me up let's uh see if we can get a podcast going that'd be fun to sit down and talk with you uh you've been a busy man lately so uh anyways thanks to everybody for listening thanks to couch town coffee enter that code word save yourself 20% www.couchtowncoffee.com i'll check everybody next week on the podcast peace